Um. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Kristen McQuarrie from the Chicago Tribune editorial board in for Amy J this morning. Sports Illustrated uh, annual Inspiration of the Year Award goes to Rachel Denhollander, the first woman, the first woman, female gymnast to publicly accuse former Michigan State and USA Gymnastics Dr. Larry Nasser of sexual assault. Okay, worthy recipient. Uh, who presented her? With that award? I don't know who. <laughs> Is that your Christine Blaise Ford impersonation? No, but I, I'm pretty good at that, too. Listen to this introduction. Good evening. I am honored to speak with you from afar about a woman I admire so much. A woman who suffered abuse as a vulnerable teenage athlete who found the courage to talk publicly to stop the abuse of others. Her courage inspired other survivors to end their silence, and we all know the result. Rachel Denhollander, I am in awe of you, and I will always be inspired by you. In stepping forward, you took a huge risk, and you galvanized future generations to come forward, even when the odds are seemingly stacked against them. The lasting lesson is that we all have the power to create real change and we cannot allow ourselves to be defined by the acts of others. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this year's Sports Illustrated Inspiration of the Year, Rachel Denhollander. Can I suggest that we are so far through the looking glass that not even Lewis Carroll could imagine the place in which we find ourselves? I mean, you know what they're doing there, right? Well, if they're trying to equate their two stories, that's quite uh, quite a leap. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. That is precisely what they're doing. Okay, but uh, let's just talk about uh, marginal tax rates and border walls. Or do you want to talk about our larger culture? Boy, oh boy. That's what happens when you surrender on one moral construct so that you can plot your surrender on the next one, which is, I fear, conservatives will continue to do, as they've done for the last 50 years, I think the record reflects. For more on this topic, as well as, uh, speaking of surrender, the state of higher education at places not named Oklahoma Wesleyan University, we're pleased to be joined again by Dr. Everett Piper, who is the president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, also the author of the book, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. Dr. Piper, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Always my pleasure. Thank you. I uh, wanted to uh, sort of pick up on um, not just the uh, Blaise Ford thing, but uh, this uh, Jonah Goldberg uh, column in National Review about uh, legalism versus morality and uh, Goldberg's thesis statement that we've lost the ability to speak clearly across partisan lines about basic notions of decency and morality. And uh, that includes in academia, doesn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. As you know, I, I'm a critical of, excuse me, I am a critic of my own, and I think I have the right to be. I think uh, those people that can look inside their own operation and say, we've created a monster and we better do something about it are the people we should probably listen to. And as I've said before on your show, the ivory tower, the academy, the, the university and the college within the United States has essentially lost its mind. We can't think our way out of paper bag any longer because we've dumbed down education to nothing but uh, the propagation of our opinions as opposed to the pursuit of truth. And as a result, we've compromised liberty, we've compromised freedom, we've embraced ideological fascism rather than celebrating academic uh, freedom, and the list goes on and on to the point where you have the snowflake rebellion that every time somebody doesn't like an idea because it's unpopular or uncomfortable, they can pout, they can rebel, they can declare that they don't want a speaker such as a conservative Jew, Ben Shapiro, uh, at, at Berkeley. They don't even want to listen to him on their campus. Why? Because he has conservative ideas. There's no other reason to declare him verboten at Berkeley other and they just don't like what he wants to say. This is not education. This is fascism. And that's where the ivory tower is today. Do you see at any point, because um, I feel like I'm starting to see this among some of my more liberal leaning colleagues, that they do recognize that the pendulum has swung too far and that we have overcorrected and that there might be a little bit more room for more courage to to talk down people off ledges like that but are you not are you not really seeing that correction or that pendulum kind of swing back yet there are a few there are a few i, I would say it's still a minority uh, you look at um, um peterson from the university of toronto jordan peterson he's mm -hmm. become quite popular because he uh, he said, no, I won't capitulate to these gender-neutral pronouns. I'm going to call people by the proper pronoun, and I won't comply with this new rule at the University of Toronto that, that was really quite insane. And he didn't do that as a conservative Christian, as I am. He did it because he recognized that it wasn't logical, it wasn't consistent, it was the compromise of language, and that despotic regimes use language to control a population. And he said, quote-unquote, hell no, I won't do this. So Peterson rises to fame. When I wrote my critique of uh, and said, this is a university, it's not a daycare, it re I had my 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. As a result of that, I had 3.5 million people comment on that article. Um, of the comments, 97% were positive and 3% were negative. The poster child, to answer your question, the poster child of the positive was the atheist from the University of Southern Florida who wrote me a letter and said, I don't agree with your religion and I don't agree with your politics. But on this issue, thank you. It needed to be said, carry on. Fulbright Scholar, University of Central Florida. So he recognized, even though he disagrees with my Christian faith and my conservative politics, that something is desperately wrong and he was willing to say thank you for calling it out. Yeah, I'll tell you, though, I, I'm not sure the pendulum is swinging back. I mean, I know there are uh, academics that are left, like Jonathan Haidt and, uh, and others that are, uh, that are joining the chorus of sounding the alarm that, you're, uh, that you've sounded, Dr. Piper. But um, for as many of those individuals, there's exponentially more in the press corps and academia that are on full tilt fascism and 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 it's also sort of the you mentioned dumbing down um the kind of psychological rationalizing of the dumbing down there's this piece i wanted to get your reaction to in time magazine it's time to tell your kids doesn't matter where they go to college now on the face of it i would say oh okay i'm i agree with that to some extent i to some extent i agree with mitch daniels's formulation that it's not 
how you go to college or it's not where you go to college. It's how you go to college. But that's not the argument that this gentleman is making. William Sticksrude. The problem with the stories we're telling kids about you have to be a good student and go to a highly selective college, he writes, is they foster fear and competition. The false paradigm affects high-achieving kids for whom a rigid view of the path to success creates unnecessary anxiety. And low-achieving kids, many of whom conclude at a young age they will never be successful, adopt a why-try-at-all attitude. He calls the, what we have a, a shared delusion. Children are much more energized when they envision a future that is in line with their own values, children's own values, than when they dutifully do whatever they believe they have to to live up to their parents or teachers or college admissions board's expectations. Your reaction to that? It's absurd. He used the word delusion. I would argue he's delusional. It certainly does matter where you go to school. Ideas matter. Ideas have consequences. Richard Weaver, Weaver, 1948. Lincoln told us the ideas of one generation will become um, the ideas of the government and the next. The ideas of the schoolroom in one generation will become the ideas of the government in the next. Even Abraham Lincoln understood it matters where you go to college, where you go to school, and what you're taught in that classroom. What your grandmother said, garbage in, garbage out. What you consume ideologically is going to either give you a healthy mind and soul or a diseased mind and soul. Of course it matters where you go to school, and of course it matters who's teaching the class and what you're taught. We see the consequences of bad ideas bearing itself out on the nightly news and on your daily radio show. To say that it doesn't matter where you go to school is the most asinine thing I've heard. That's terrible education. That's not even empirically – it's not empirically defensible. Uh, uh, I'm exasperated with that claim and i think the guy is delusional to even suggest that well tell us what you really think. yeah good um <laughs> I, I like want, it i wonder if you think in terms of cause and effect how much of what is happening on campuses started out at home i have two kids 11 and 13 and i'm really conscious about trying to make sure that they are not over coddled and that they experience some you know, not suffering but you know they they deal with some of their own issues in a way that is not you know, putting them in a place where they have a safe space. Send them to Oklahoma Wesley and Dr. <laughs> Piper will take care of them. Yeah. I mean, do you see that, is this a result of sort of the whole helicopter parenting generation um, or is one, or are they unrelated? Oh, they're totally related. It's a, it's a hand in glove situation. Um, I can tell you within five minutes when I'm dealing with a kid here at Oklahoma Wesleyan or the other universities I've worked with, if the discipline and the confrontation of the student is going to be success or not, you can tell when you make the phone call to the parent. If the parent supports you and said, says, yes, I sent him to you because I trust you to help him grow up and become a man, help her grow up and become a woman, then you know that there's good parenting. If the parent immediately starts to blame you and question you and hover around the student to protect him from any consequences from his bad choices, you know this is going to end poorly. And unfortunately, there's becoming more and more of the latter scenario in later days than than it used to be. We all know that. The helicopter parenting, where parents want to be a friend rather than a mom or a dad, is detrimental to the child. There's no question. Parents need to start being parents and stop wanting to be the best friend all of the time. And other, what exasperates me greatly today when you see parenting is often the parents are allowing the students to set the agenda, their children to set the agenda, for them to set the standards for morality, for example, within the household, rather than them to set the standards and expect the children to measure up. We're told in the Bible to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he is not, he is not to depart. That gives us the responsibility for setting boundaries and setting standards to train up a moral generation to follow us. He is Dr. Everett Piper, president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. That should be on the list for the McQuarrie kids and for Amy J's kids, Peyton right. and Eli. 
I'll make sure she rem- and yours. to remind her of that. My imaginary kids, right. if they ever, you know, are actually take human form. Right. Uh, he's also the author of the book Not a Daycare: The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. Dr. Piper, thanks as always for joining us. Appreciate it. Oh, very honored. Merry Christmas to y'all. Merry Christmas. And he joined us.